Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Goldfeather is the work of vocalist and composer Sarah Goldfeather and guitarist-producer Mike Tierney. Their new album, Change, is a head-spinning blend of hyperpop filtered through the lens of contemporary classical and electronic music. With its processed voices, sudden shifts in rhythm and harmony, and catchy pop hooks, Goldfeather's latest is off-kilter fun, even as it tells a serious story. The band's here to play some of their songs for us, and they'll begin the way the album does, with a song called Who Am I When I'm All Alone? Who am I when I'm all alone? 
right, that is Goldfeather with a live performance of Who Am I When I Am All Alone. It's the opening track of their latest record, which is called Change, and it brings the band into our studio. Sarah Goldfeather on vocals and electronics, Mike Tierney on electric guitar and a rack of effects, <laughs> Charles Mueller on electric bass and still more effects, Nicole Patrick playing both our drum kit and electronic drums back there in the corner, and uh, Sarah, that, that song kind of sets up two things, the kind of emotional arc of the record, but also the sound world that it inhabits, which yes. is uh, the, the kind of sample and hold, slice and dice, uh, all of that stuff. How did you come to this? Oh, well, um, I had been experimenting a little bit with Logic, um, in my previous album, that been, is oh, Logic sorry. the Program, not yes. with oh, the yeah. concept of <laughs> yeah, thinking not, logically. Not philosophical logic. <laughs> Certainly well, maybe not that with too. the concept of logic. <laughs> As a, yeah, on the side. Um, yeah, so I'd been using Logic. I'd been using loop pedals um, or just a looping technique in my previous album. And uh, I basically just had this idea of who am I? Who am I when? Who am I when all, I am all alone? And went with it. Um, Mike and I have been collaborators for eight years or so maybe nine maybe, maybe nine Oof. Who knows? um and i brought this to him and said like can we make this into a song and uh we started working together mike was really great with coming up with some of the beats mm -hmm. we decided sort of our our trademark which we have set up here is to um write melodies and then figure out what the beats are that go with melodies so uh, which means they don't have to be like four 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 they if the melody right <laughs> so if the melody suddenly says i want to be in three for a bar that's that's what happens um which is all well and good but there's uh, also this layer of kind of distortion of of noise so signal and noise seems to be a big part of the sound world of of gold feather like mike uh sarah is obviously processing her voice your guitar is like covered in schmutz I mean, it's like <laughs> total distortion yeah I mean, yeah i mean on the on the record uh oftentimes it is a heavily processed guitar and oftentimes it's not a heavily processed guitar it's a synthesizer or something mm. um i remember early on sarah said like well how are we going to play this live and i was like i don't really care i'm going to figure it out later <laughs> and we didn't even have a band it was just the two of us then and as we like wrote a few songs we were like okay i think we can do this with like drums plus SPDX, bass. SPDX again being the- uh, That's the, the, uh, the, the electronic drum pad. Right, yeah. the pads. And yep. then like basically every song, I kind of have to like cherry pick which parts will actually like be possible to play on a guitar and like how to recreate those sounds live because Sometimes it's not a sometimes it's not a guitar on the album. Yeah, right. There was no consideration at all uh, <laughs> about how to play these live when we were writing them. So you might have been using logic, but you weren't thinking practically, is what you're <laughs> Certainly telling. Certainly no, yeah, okay. not that kind I, of logic. I, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, so this this opening song is you know uh, the the story of the album seems to be one of shifting or shaping identity. You know, tell me what I should be is is the line. And it leads directly into the title track, Change, where the line is, I'll never change. Yes. <laughs> and as we'll get to see towards the end, at the end of the album, there is a pretty big change that happens. So was this an, a single idea? I mean, was this a song cycle, essentially? It is a song cycle. That's like a very good way of putting it. Yeah, it was 
these songs were written over the course of several years, and you know, I did have a lot of personal growth as I was writing them, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of uncomfortable self-reflection, uh, but it was really powerful to do that, and I'm glad I did, and I feel like I came out on the other side a better person, and uh, writing these songs uh, was really therapeutic. Yeah. All right, so you've changed, uh, and despite the I'll never change of the title of the al- title <laughs> track of cheeky. the album, yeah. this band has changed, I understand, from <laughs> yeah. what it was. I mean, so how did that happen? Tell us about that journey. Well, the band used to be a bluegrass band long, long ago. Uh, so I'm a, a professional violinist, and uh, I sometimes would play fiddle tunes. I have some really good friends who are bluegrass musicians, and uh, I just thought, I'm going to start a band. I got some of my friends together and we recorded uh, an EP and an album and did some playing. It was so much fun and I love playing with them, but there was a point where I just felt like I was limited by acoustic sounds and it was time to try something else. So then it became more of a rock band. Mm. So there was electric guitar, drums, and electronic drums, and I was playing synth uh, as well as singing. And then then I started working with Mike, and that's where we kind of went off the deep end. <laughs> it all went downhill. Yeah. All, all went off the rails then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, the journey from bluegrass to, well, what do you call this, this current ca- incarnation of the band? Experimental pop. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's vague enough. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm assuming you've heard, like, the hyper-pop stuff. Yeah. That, yes. I mean, this kind of manic, just like throwing all these different sonic ideas at the wall and they all seem to stick, you yeah. know? Those um, are probably our, our two closest genre identifiers is experimental pop and hyper pop. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the song you're going to do next, The Animal, uh, this is one, Sarah, where, you know, we get to hear your voice for long stretches of the song as as it is as in it real is. life. Yes. <laughs> in, in real life. Um, and, and like many of the songs on the record, repetition is, is a big part of the lyrics, a part of the, the singing, but for a very kind of technology-driven reason where you're, you're kind of uh, paralleling the samples, you know, the, the, the things that are happening behind you, right? Yeah. Well, they're paralleling me, but yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so in this case... The repetition is a structural thing as Mm -hmm. opposed to a a purely textual thing. Yes, yeah. And this is a perfect example of writing a melody and then Mike and I uh, thinking, okay, well, how do we make this into a, you know, what are these meters? What are these harmonies? What's going on with it? And this was a fun project, actually. It's it's interesting that you bring up the repetition because in in this song, as well as several of the other ones, the recording is not like through sung. I usually take one of Sarah's phrases and I loop it so that it purposely sounds as looped as possible. Mm. To similar, like you said, to the samples. So uh, in this one, obviously live, we can't do that. But you know, <laughs> in the studio, uh, it was like, 
we you know we would do a take where we would sing things through and i would be like all right so it's like this bar we're going to repeat that for these eight bars and things like that um there's a few other songs where that takes place but this one in particular has a lot of that like like very stark uh you know, stark and singular repetitions of words which, and phrases. Which you you created in the studio, and now Sarah has to recreate somehow live. Correct, unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, yeah. she does, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, yeah, frantic and obsessive. I think it, it fits the vibe of this song. All right. Let's hear the song. It's called The Animal. The album is called Change. It's the latest from the band Goldfeather. Here's a live performance. doesn't even know. The animal calls the shots while screaming that it's not. The animal bears its teeth and rings itself around the seed that's burning red and vibrates with feral energy, 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 energy that shakes my pen while I try to connect A to B, 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 A to B. The animal is so fierce and you won't see its tears. The animal is ashamed and probably deranged. The animal screaming to protect the sea inside of me that's burning red. song from the uh, new Goldfeather record called Change. Goldfeather playing live here in the studio. Sarah, is the animal in this, I mean, I, I hate to ask a songwriter, what is your song about? But 
it seems to me uh, that the animal in this song is like the the creative process, like Orpheus, you know. In, 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 I I think of the animal. Animal is anger that's protecting a vulnerable anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. The animal is basically is anxiety and uh, the kind that you can't touch without it bristling. The the reason I ask is because of that line, why can't you make the line straight? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which sounds to me like, you know, a kind of metaphor for why can't you just write a normal song? <laughs> yes, that's definitely one way to look at it. Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, why can't? Yeah, exactly. It's just you know, why? Why can't you just do the right thing? It's so easy. Why can't you just you know execute it? And yeah, uh, yeah that's why I say it a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in that one song, without the use of distortion effects or harmonizers or anything, we heard several different types of singing from you. Yes. And, and, and you've done, like, lots of different types of composition, too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a song cycle for the Chamber Orchestra Contemporaneous. So there's like a contemporary classical training in your background, presumably. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, am a professional violinist, as I mentioned, uh, and I've been doing a lot of new music. I'm sort of in the bang in a can world. And uh, I kind of thought, well, if I'm a songwriter, why can't I write, you know, <laughs> for, for you know, classical musicians? In fact, that song cycle, uh, I was just coming back from bang in a can uh 2015. I had stayed up all night and I was on the bus home and I said, I want to write a song cycle. Did you go to the summer festival? <laughs> I did, yes. At Mass Mocha? Mm-hmm. So were you there as a composer or a musician? I was there as a musician, actually. Yeah. And yeah. So, so just to explain the Bang on a Can Summer Festival, the Bang on a Can composers take on a bunch of young composers and sort of mentor them for a couple of weeks. And the Bang on a Can All Stars, the house band, do the same for young musicians. So as a violinist, who would you have been working with? Todd Reynolds. Oh, Todd Reynolds, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also Nick Fatinos and, you know, who's sort a of cellist. working with everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, it's a great thing that they do up there. Oh, uh, it's magnificent. It, right. It's worth noting that all four of us are classically trained. Yes. And that uh, we, we would not survive if it wasn't for Nicole and Charles being as as attentive as we are, if not honestly maybe a little bit more live <laughs> at least but yeah. <laughs> attentive to uh the 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 through composed nature of the songs it's usually like every rhythm of every note and every right. choice is has been deliberated on right you can't just say has, you know here's the lead sheet these are the chords <laughs> yeah play along m- yeah. many if not most of the songs included sheet music yeah. as well as sending them the stems, which is like each individual instrument separated so that right. they could hear what was going on. And uh, every time we introduce a new song, it is uh, an elaborate affair. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, Mike, you did, uh, didn't you uh, produce or engineer the Steve Reich album of his string quartets that the Mivos Quartet did? I did, yes. Yeah, because yeah, uh, so I wrote the liner notes for that record and I saw your name in the, uh, in yeah. the credits. Yeah. yeah, so I, I would say actually, I mean, Steve Reich is, 
is actually probably a huge influence on both of us, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think, uh, you know, dis- aside from being hyper-pop, we're also post-minimalist, mm-hmm. perhaps. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, who am I? That, that phrase, the way the phrase, who am I, goes in and out of phase with itself early in the song, <laughs> yeah. just reminded me of, of Steve Reich's early work, middle work, and late work, actually, now that I'm trying yeah. to finish that <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, composer who has made a career out of the sound of identical things going in and out of phase with each other. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. So um, everybody in the ensemble has both a kind of foot in contemporary classical music and an, an awareness of an ability to live within the pop world as yeah. well. And Sarah, you've also founded a, a music ensemble, right? Yeah, uh, it's called Exceptet. It's a, a new music ensemble. It has violin, clarinet, bassoon, drums, double bass, trombone, and trumpet. I think that was all seven. And we've been around for a while. I, yeah, we basically just play uh, compositions that are uh, from emerging composers. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just really love working with them. And again, actually, that was another offshoot from Bang in a Can, because I went to Bang in a Can with a couple of the members. Yeah, which is another great thing about the Summer Festival up there, is you are in this amazing place with the same people for a couple of weeks, and, and those sorts of connections can... Lifelong. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, w- we mentioned before about how, you know, there's a kind of narrative to, to the record change, you know, and it's, it seems like the, the character has gone through something and, as you said before, has now come out the other side. So do you see this as a, a happy ending to this tale? Yeah, sort of. Like, devastatingly happy. <laughs> Bittersweet. Uh, Bittersweet. That's a better way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, it's it sort of recognizes that, you know, there was a hard period, but it's possible to come out of it and, you know, be be a brighter person. Right. Um, it, it, it also, uh, for people who want to listen a little closely, there's a little kind of <laughs> callback to the original version of Goldfeather in this song. So uh, let's, let's hear what it sounds like live. Beautiful Trees from the latest record by Goldfeather called Change. Here's another live performance. It made me sad. 
bluegrass breakdown in history <laughs> beautiful tree is the name of the song i just have this this kind of improbable mental image sarah of you writing that song on the banjo you know just <laughs> sitting in your bedroom with the banjo right and that that somewhere out there is a quote-unquote normal version of beautiful tree <laughs> and then we twisted it and <laughs> named it yeah um yeah, but kinda, that didn't happen did it no well it almost did it, yeah, I kind of I kind of missed bluegrass for a second, and <laughs> I thought it'd be nice to kind of put that in there. And actually, some of the original members of the Goldfeather Band played uh, on the song. Oh, nice. Yeah. By this point in the album, a relationship has come apart, you mm-hmm. know. I, yeah. I don't blame you for leaving is the line. Uh, and it's sung in this kind of cheerful manner that, you know, so it's like you have a big grin on your face. and. Then you, you hear the lyrics, you're like, well, well, what am I supposed to be feeling here, you know, yeah. which is... Well, that's like country music. I love country music. You know, there's just the, the brightest, happiest tunes, and you're like, oh, yeah, wow, that yeah. was yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Despite all of the different, or perhaps because of all the different sounds, because of the fractured rhythms and the, the pop hooks and the weird voices, uh, this whole album really coheres. You know, it, it, it does kind of present as all one thought spread out over it. But I did want to ask you about the song Open Sea, mm-hmm. which is in a pretty conventional A-B-A-B-A <laughs> kind of format, you know? It's our most poppy song. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if a pop song had verses that were spoken and choruses that were sung, I mean, it. I don't know, it just sonically and structurally seems like a little bit of an outlier to me. Yeah, I, 
Well, I think that, oddly enough, Beyonce's Love on Top was <laughs> an inspiration for the end because we do modulate four times. Uh, <laughs> um, All right, I'll grant you that. That's not... Yeah, that's 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 in keeping with the rest of the album. <laughs> also, the verses are in nine eight, but who's counting? I mean, I think uh, yeah, the Charles plan. is counting. Yeah, yeah. Charles and Nicole are counting. counting. <laughs> um, Don't you hear me? Can't you see that you're my easy prey? My snapping jaws and sharpened teeth ensure I get my way. Can't you see your easy prey? I think our approach with the band is always about like trying to counterbalance the experimental nature of our ideas with uh, trying to frame the uh, the melodies and the hooks in the most uh, like consumption friendly format that we can while still keeping it absolutely absurd. All right. So uh, for everyone who's used to dancing in 9-8, uh, Open Sea <laughs> is the uh, the song for you. Uh, we're actually going to wrap up with a little bit of it, but um, to the members of the band Goldfeather, uh, Sarah, Mike, Charles, Nicole, thank you all for coming in and playing for us. Thank you for having us. Thank the you album, so much. The album is called Change. It is out now. And uh, my thanks also to our hardworking crew, our producer slash videographer, Karen Havlick, our technical director, is Irene Trudell, assisted today by Matt Mirando. Our video editor is Eric Weber. I'm John Schaefer, and you can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Just text New Sounds to 70101. I am my mother's daughter. I was wrong. <laughs>